Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode where we're going to talk about profit, money, and accounting for your studio and creative business. Now, I know for some people that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, (laughs) but for some people, it may be of a great interest. And even if you're feeling like, oh, I'm a little bit unsure, I urge you to just listen in because I'm going to share with you exactly how I do my accounting to make sure that I take a profit and I prioritize profit within my studio business. Now, the reason I'm sharing this is because a lot of people, um, that are especially, you know, creatives and, and in our performing arts space, don't always think about money and profit first, even if they're business owners, because we're, we're driven by passion. We love what we do, but it's really important to prioritize profit Uh, Because if you can do that, if you make sure that you've got enough money um, split across your holding accounts, and we're going to talk about my holding accounts and exactly how I do that and the percentages I use and and all that jazz, um, then you are going to be able to have a better cash flow, run your business more fluid. Yeah. So it's going to be easier to run your business if you follow some key rules and points around this topic. And that means that you're going to be able to make a better impact because you're going to be less stressed about money. You're going to have the money for the things you need when you need them. And then you're going to be able to do what you love because that's what we want to do at the end of the day, right? So let's talk about it. I'm I'm going to share with you some philosophies around profit first, which is uh, a system that I use and we'll go from there. All right, let's do this. Let's hit today's show. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lankuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Josephine Lane-Cubert, your performing arts business strategist, speaker, and coach. Today, I am going to speak about how I run my studio biz accounts and make a profit priority in my business, basically. Um, Okay, so let's do this. So firstly, I just want to mention that I, a few years ago, picked up a book called Profit First from someone called Mike Michalowicz. Now, I don't run it exactly the way he set it out, but it really inspired me to step up my game because I was having big cash flow problems a few years back. You know, I just didn't seem to have enough money to do things. I was spending too much. I I would have, you know, not enough money for certain areas of my business. When a bill came up, I'd be short 
or I overspent somewhere else. So I just didn't really know what was happening in my business. Not because I'm not, you know, financially literate, not because I'm not, uh, not because I'm an idiot, but because, you know, it just wasn't my priority. I'm a creative at heart. I am good at business. Um, but at the time I was just finding my feet, uh, you know, being a new studio owner back nearly a decade ago now. And yeah, I was just figuring it out. And this system really, really helped. So I want to talk about it. So first of all, um, you know, maybe some of you are familiar with Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape and all these things. It's a similar idea, but for your business. So, you know, we talk about having different bank accounts for different purposes. So essentially we hold money in separate accounts. Instead of everything being in one income account, I actually distribute funds through a percentage formula that actually allows me to ensure that I've got money in different categories for when I need them. And I'm going to talk about those different categories. Um, So first of all, let's talk about what my categories are. So in my business, the first thing I make sure that I set aside the first thing, I don't even consider this revenue is my GST. So if you're in Australia, that's your general, uh, is it general services tax? Yeah. GST. So when you get any dollar amount in, I put 10% aside. That's it. It's funny because, <laughs> um, we have to do that in Australia and I'm sure other countries as well. I'm not talking about your, your tax, your general tax here. I'm just talking about GST to start. So your real revenue is not what you get in the bank. It's what you get after your GST. So don't even count it. It's funny because Mike McCallowitz from Profit First talks about titling, you know, how you can rename your bank accounts. And he literally, I think he said he calls his tax account, not your money. <laughs> and it's true, right? Tax is not our money. It's the government's money. Don't feel bad about it. It is just the way it is. I remember my dad once said to me, what is it? The only thing you can ever count on in life is death and taxes. Very negative outlook. (laughs) Thanks, Baba. But um, yeah, I just think, you know, you can't get caught up on that. Don't feel bad about it. It is what it is, right? So whenever we get an amount in my account, you know, divide it by 11, And um, there you go. You've got that percentage there, that 10%. Now, honestly, I do this in a spreadsheet and I do this in a way that's so I don't have to think. It's already formulated in an Excel spreadsheet inside my Google Drive. So I just input numbers and then it spits out the percentage splits for me. So I'm not reinventing the wheel every time. And I would recommend you do that as well if you can create a little spreadsheet for yourself. But these are my categories. So number one, like I said, is GST. After that, I consider everything else my actual revenue, okay? So I have what's called a GST holdings account. I also have a revenue account. So all the money I get goes into my revenue account, every single dollar. And then I put 10% to GST, the GST bank account. I have another bank account, which I call profit. So the first thing I do after that is I distribute a percentage to profit. And this has fluctuated over time. A good way to start is even with 1%, just 1%, $1 out of every $100 of real revenue. And remember, real revenue being after GST. $1 from every 
$100, even if you just start there, just to get it, you know, dip your toe in the water and start getting used to paying yourself first in profit dividends for your company. So I have a profit bank account, profit holdings, and I currently have that set at 5%. Okay, so 5% goes to profit. Now, I also put my pay, owner's pay, I call this account, um, and I also put aside 20% for my pay. So remember, 20% of real revenue, uh, that's after GST. So let's say I have $100 um, after I've paid my GST or pop that aside in my holdings account. I then allocate 20%. So $20 out of every 100 is my wage. That's that's the, the way I've, I've worked it out. So, okay, so we've got 5% to profit, 20% to owner's pay. Now, I also have a tax and super account. I mean, you could split this up. You could have just a superannuation holdings with, you know, because you know how it's like 10.5% of people's wages or whatever. Or you could just do what I do and I just lump I just lump a tax and super account. Now, by the way, guys, these percentages I'm giving you may not reflect for your business. This is what I do. I'm not an accountant. You have to speak to your accountant. You have to do what's right for you. But I'm just telling you what I do. And then I'll give you some general numbers um, that are thresholds that uh, Mike McCallowitz actually gives in Profit First, which I think is really helpful. But this is how I've basically designed my business. And again, this might look different you. Okay. Just want to be really clear on that. So I actually put 18% to tax and super. It used to be, I had it originally at 10% and this is not GST. This is just general tax and superannuation holdings for both me and my staff. But yeah, so, um, 18% I put aside. Um, yeah, it used to be lower. It was 10%. Then I put it up to 15. Now with all the increase, I just put up to 18% at the moment. Um, so 18% goes to that. Um, yeah. So again, I have a separate holdings account for that. I tend to keep my GST and my tax and super away from my income account. So let's say I'm banking with St. George or whatever. I will have a totally separate account somewhere else like CBA, NAB, wherever. It used to be with ING, but then they started having a minimum threshold for businesses of 50K or something. And I just thought, oh no, I, I don't need that. So I've just moved it um, to CBA, which I've got free accounts with them as well. So it's all good. So tax and super, 18%. Um, and I'm going to recap this. Don't worry. So if you're like, what? Huh? I can't keep up. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to recap all of this. Then um, for staff wages, I actually put aside 35%. I don't actually teach in my studio anymore. So we do have higher staff wages. Remember, this is not my pay. My pay goes into the owner's pay account. I have a separate holding account for staff wages at 35%. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I've kind of worked out that it's approximately that. Sometimes it can be up up to 40%, but I've recently um, made some adjustments to bring it down. Um, yeah, just removing some unneeded tasks from team and things to bring down that wage. Um, so that we can have more money in my operational expenses account, which is at 21%. So operational expenses is everything from like rent, um, you know, buying stock for staff, costumes, whatever, general daily stuff, subscriptions, 
like accounting subscriptions, you know, for Zero or Myob or whatever you use or, you know, just soft, your, your studio software. I use Dance Beers, but you might use, you know, Dance Studio Pro or whatever. So just to recap how this works, I have what I call an income account. All the money goes into the income account. That's the bank account, everything direct debits to, whatever. Or people, if I have an invoice, that's the account I give. All of it goes into the income account. Then, uh, you know, once a week, you might do this once a fortnight, you get a rhythm to it. Once a week, I transfer that money out from the income account into my operational expenses account. So now that's two bank accounts so far. We've got my income account and my operational expenses account. So I transfer the money out and I put it there. Then I start dividing it across the percentages. So from operational expenses, and you might skip that first step. I've only done that because I've got um, one paid transaction account with St. George and all of the rest um, are those free savings accounts. So that's why I do it this way, um, just to minimize transaction accounts. So my operational expenses account is essentially the only transaction account I have. Um, so then I go, okay, cool. From there, I, I've removed 10% to GST. So that goes into my GST holdings. I put 5% into my profit account. I put 20% into my owner's pay account. I put 18% into my tax and super account. I put 35% into my staff wages holding account. And then I'm left with 21% of real revenue in my operational expenses account. And that's where direct debits come out of or whatever I've got going. Okay. Now this could look very different to your business. This could be super different. And when in doubt, open an account. So you might hold money, you might open an account for different things. So essentially I have how many accounts? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I've got six accounts for my studio business. Now you may later down the track, you might decide to have a vault, which could be an additional account. That's where you might be just saving money for a rainy day, like just general business savings. It's up to you. Um, what I like to do is at the end of each quarter, I distribute my profit to myself in addition to my wages. So I do my wages every fortnight. I have a set amount, by the way. So I, I give myself a set pay. Um, if there's any excess in there, I, might, I could put it back to operation or I could say, okay, well, I'm giving myself a bonus at the end of the quarter. But with the profit, I distribute it every quarter. Yeah, I pay myself a wage every fortnight and I distribute my profit every quarter. Um, I do this because I think it's nice to collect some money over time. It doesn't matter if it's $10, guys. This is the thing. It doesn't matter how much you've put aside for profit. Let's say you put 1% and you're only giving yourself 100 bucks at the end of the quarter. Celebrate with it. Make sure that you don't reinvest that profit in like, yeah, I'm not going to say make sure. <laughs> I retract. Um, do what you want, but I recommend celebrating yourself and actually spending it on stuff you want, whether it be going out for lunch, buying yourself something, reward yourself with it because it's what keeps you going. It's like, oh, I made, I made a bit of profit this quarter. Look at me on top of my wages. Wow. You know, it feels good, right? 
Now, like I said, these percentages could look so different to your business. Let me tell you, actually, um, you can actually Google this, guys. If you just look up, um, what's it called? Profit first percentages. You'll find a little um, spreadsheet. Um, it's like this gray and white one that actually shows you exactly what the thresholds are that are recommended by Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First. Um, so he talks about if your real revenue, remember for anyone in Australia, that's after GST, if your real revenue is zero to 250K, I mean, he recommends 5% profit, owners pay 50%, tax 15%, operational expenses 30%. Now, remember, my my staff wages are not bulked into operational expenses. So I actually, so, you know, it looks a bit different. Depends on your bracket. If you've got 250 to 500K, then he recommends 10% profit, owners pay 35%, tax 15%, operational expenses 40%. And it goes up and up and up. Actually, the owner's pay reduces the more um, revenue you've got. So, for example, if you're a 500 to up to a million, he's saying owner's pay 20%. So, it just depends where you're at in your business. Now, I don't follow this exactly to the letter. No, I don't. I have to make it work for myself. I mean, this is really broad, but it gets you thinking. That's that's the key. It gets you thinking about profit. So, you know, you can you have these little holding accounts where you can distribute percentages and then when you do your accounts, you know, every fortnight or whatever you do, every month or every week, you just draw the money. I draw, Because these are in savings accounts that aren't transaction accounts, I draw the money back into my operational account and then pay the bill. Um, but, yeah, it just depends what your setup is. But, yeah, so you can see here that there's a lot, there's a lot of potential here to really fine-tune your profitability, and make sure that you're looking after yourself, putting profit first. Also, you'll notice that my owner's pay is a big priority and I've got a holdings account for that because what would happen before I used to do this, I used to, you know, prioritize profit and wages and all this stuff is I'd fall short and I'd end up not paying myself because I'd overinvest. Now, here's the, here's the clincher, guys. If you're finding that you're doing this and you create these percentage splits and you sort of tweak it a bit and then you go, okay, holy moly, I don't have enough to pay myself, then you need to reconsider what your business is doing. So if you are saying, oh, after operational expenses, after staff wages, after tax, after GST, after superannuation, after all the things I do, I ha after I pay my rent or my mortgage or whatever it is from your business, depending on what, if you, you know, have a lease or you own the studio property or you sublease or whatever you do. If you walk away and say, I actually don't have any money to pay myself, then you've got a problem. Then you've got to go, right, what can I do to change this? Do I need to reduce my, ex well, there's really only two ways, right? Reduce expenses, increase revenue. I know that's easier said than done, but um, I'm doing a bit of a revenue expense overhaul. I'm um, sorry, rather an expense overhaul. And um, obviously I'm always working towards making more revenue, 
but I've also got to think about what am I spending my money on and I'm looking at reducing that and that's ongoing you know every quarter I kind of go oh you know I scroll through my bank accounts I look at the subscriptions I have what can I cancel is there anything I've missed you know what about um are we over investing in staff and you know we need staff I've got staff I have 10 staff I love my staff (laughs) I need my staff but at the end of the day Are there certain things that are redundant that they're doing? Are there better ways to do things? I actually went through a task, a a day of systems the other week where I went through all of the systems that my customer experience manager is doing because she was doing too many hours in a day. She was feeling overwhelmed. And I thought, what can I do to reduce these hours? Not only is she wanting to reduce the hours, but I'm also looking to save money in my business. So I actually did a full day, literally like an eight hour day of going through all the systems and processes that she goes through in a day and seeing where can we save time and I actually picked up on something that was a bit of a double handle. I thought, wow, that's actually a really big time sinker. Uh, that was taking up an extra hour or two in her day that she didn't really need to do. We could have done it more efficiently. So we created a more f- efficient system around this particular thing. And um, since doing that, she's happier, we're saving money, it's a win-win. And it took me a day to find it, but I found it. And sometimes, you know, setting aside time to go through your systems and processes to see where you can save time, which also saves you money, is a great thing. It could be that, for example, you know, these days you have to pay for, you know, we've got Google Suite and Gmail and we've got coaches that do private seeing lessons online. So they have their own email address through the company and we have to pay for that. But then just picking up when a staff member's moved on and you're still paying for their Gmail, you know, that's a waste of money. It's an extra, you know, 15 bucks a month or whatever it is. I can't remember. But even if it's only $15 a month, you know, you can find those things sometimes and you go, oh, I actually listened to a podcast recently of a course creator who realized that she'd double paid insurance and she paid with two different insurance companies to be insured. And that was a mistake, but picking up on those errors, it can happen, right? So just going through things and making sure that you can cut some stuff, like maybe you're paying for an audible subscription, but you haven't listened to audible for six months. (laughs) That happens, you know, Um, It could be that you're paying for a binge account and and for your business, through your business, whatever, and you haven't even opened binge in three months. So just think about it, you know. Um, Sometimes also with DanceBiz, we pay per text. So DanceBiz is a software system that we use in our studio and that helps us, you know, um, keep our client details. We have our roll call on there. We can do bulk emails. We do our invoicing there. It's linked through Xero, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, we actually, I allow my team to do text messages for different campaigns, but we, it's a pay per text service. So every time you send a text, you know, you pay per page of the text. That's how it works. So let's say it's, I don't know, making it up 11 cents a text, right? But if there are four pages in the text, then it's 44 cents. Now, if you're sending that to 200 people, that's a lot of money. So when I, I, one month I picked up that we'd spent like five, $600 on text messages and I went, whoa, that's ridiculous. 
what's happening here. So I spoke to my admin team. We went through it and I realised that they were sending long texts or they were sending texts when we didn't need to. Or So I said, now we need to have a bulk um, text approval system where it's okay for some stuff but not all the stuff. So just picking up on that because you don't want to pay 500 bucks a month on just text messaging. Like that's ridiculous. And, you know, it, it's, it's amazing where you can sink your money when you're not looking. It really is. So it's happened to me. Um, it's definitely happened to me. But, yeah, so, guys, I wanted to just leave you with that. So if you can start thinking about how to run your studio business accounts more efficiently and how you can make a pro- um, make profit, rather, make profit a priority, then that's what you want to be doing. And like I said, for me, it's about distributing funds into those holding accounts and you can never have too many accounts. <laughs> when in doubt, open an account. Um, you never have too many accounts. Like if you feel like you need to hold money for rent in an account, then do it. If it means it's not going to be bulked into your operational expenses account where you're, where all the direct debits are coming out. And remember, if the direct debits are coming out and you can't afford them, then there's an issue and you need to reduce your costs or increase your revenue. You can do an activity that can bring in income immediately. You might say, hey, in September, I'm the director of this studio and I'm going to be offering virtual online dance lessons, online virtual singing lessons, one-on-one for this month only, you know, $200 a session, $150 for an online private, whatever, in studio, whatever you want, just to boost revenue if you need something done. Like you got to think on your feet sometimes and you can come up with revenue strategies. Um yeah, like we've got a photo shoot day coming up, uh, things like that that pop up. And, and they're just great ways to just increase those little revenue pockets when you need them. Uh, and also great for the students, you know, they love it. They love it. So it's a win-win for everyone. All right, everyone, that's kind of it. Again, if you get a chance, check out Profit First from Mike Michalowicz. I've read the book. I've also um, listened to the Audible a couple of times. I'm a big fan even if you don't follow it down to a T, if you just grasp the concept of it and you start doing it within your business and, and setting up those accounts and having those provisions for different um, categories within your business, making sure that you've got enough um, held there for when you need to do your banking and, and accounts um, and pay your bills and pay yourself and your profit. Remember, if you could give yourself a quarterly profit distribution in your business in addition to your wage, how good would that feel? How good would that feel? Even if it's $10 and you, and you go and you sit down at a cafe with a cup of tea and a piece of cake and you go, my profit paid for this. How cool is that? How cool is that? Dip your toe in see how it feels, and I bet you you're going to absolutely love it and start increasing that profit margin. All right, everyone, take care and have a beautiful day. See you next week. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts, and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com. And you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World. And you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.